Welcome to The Har Show. I'm Alex, and my guest on this week's episode is Whitney Gounder-Smith. I met Whitney in high school. We didn't spend much time together, but our social circles overlapped often. Before this interview took place, we hadn't spoken in years besides a few messages here and there. Truth be told, Whitney wasn't even on the schedule to be interviewed. Here's what happened. On my primary Instagram, I shared a photo. It was a page from our freshman yearbook. Whitney spied herself and responded fondly of the good old days. So I sent two more photos of her and I together from the same period. In response, she revealed that she had a crush on me during that time, information I would have been delighted to know at the time. However, now that I look back at these photos, one could have guessed that was the case. I wasn't very observant in high school. Anyways, this led us to a larger conversation about how we've developed over the years and became the people we are now. As we were catching up, I realized this discussion is exactly the type of thing that would make a great interview. And I was right. In this episode, Whitney and I discuss positivity, beauty, parenthood, and the Fiji Islands. It's an honor and a pleasure to present to you episode episode eight. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Miss Whitney Nicole. <laughs> Your microphone's muted. There okay, can you now? Yeah. What's up, Alex? Hey, Whitney. What are your songs about? Do you have pet sort of themes that you repeat? Well, the pet theme really is, uh, you know, why worry? I mean, I mean, you can be pretty happy if you put your mind to it. Not too bad, you know, hanging in there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What have you been up to today? Oh, honestly, I um, ate some avocado toast this morning and, you know, took my kids to school and I came back home and watched this like astronaut movie and now I'm chilling. I have to admit, I'm, I'm curious about this astronaut movie you were watching. Man, what was it called? It's like, it's like number like, two or three or something on Netflix. I'm like, okay, I have to like figure out what it's called. Hold on. So it's new? Yeah, it's new. And I want to say it may be based off of a true story, honestly. Hold on. Okay. Oh, it's called Stowaway. Stow it was pretty away. good. Yeah, yeah, I cried like five times. So strange. <laughs> I don't even know why. I was like, it was just so emotional. I was like, why is this so emotional? Was... Was it supposed to be like a sad movie or like, I mean, what I guess it, it was, it was definitely like inspirational, you know, it was inspirational and it was just like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, like 
there was like three people on board and then, you know, I don't want to sell the whole thing, but there were like three people on board. And then, you know, that's all that could really come on board. Like everything was accounted yeah. for, but there was like a passed out engineer that was like, happened to like make it through somehow. He was like up in the panel, like, and no one seemed to know he was there. It was crazy. So it was definitely inspirational. You'll have to go watch it. It was pretty good. How did you hear about it? Did you just see it on Netflix? And you yeah, I literally, out? I just got on Netflix. I was like, oh, you know, let me try to find something to watch. And then, um, like I said, it's on the Netflix top 10. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. And so I was like, hmm, this seems kind of interesting, you know, just yeah. want to do something, watch something different. And it was new. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. See, I typically, when I watch anything, really, I don't watch that, that much TV, movies in general. And that's not by choice there's like plenty of things i'm interested in watching but when i do watch stuff it's mostly things that were recommended to me do you typically just like just kind of browse through stuff and just pick whatever just catches your eye or is this unusual so normal i don't really watch a ton of tv and i do definitely indulge in reality tv for sure i definitely do like to watch reality tv i don't know if it's just because i don't know I don't know why I like watching reality TV so much, but I definitely do. But every now and then I'm like, ooh, I wanna watch a good movie, like, you know, something to like open my eyes a little more or just like make me think differently, you know, give me just like a different type of stimulation. And normally, sometimes people do recommend things to me, but normally I'll just look to see like, what's the most recently watched movies or mm -hmm. what is like Netflix top 10 or what's new on Netflix. And I just kind of will cycle through some of them and see, you know, what I like. There was another show. It was a series I watched it. What was it called? It was called, it was called something in bones and it was really good. I really liked it. It was kind of sci-fi and it was kind of, I don't know what it was called. Darn. Hold on. Like skull and bones or something like that. Oh. It was really good. I'm seeing a sci-fi pattern. Yeah, I guess I do kind of like sci-fi stuff. <laughs> it was good though. Okay. Um, oh, Shadow. Yeah, that's what it was called. Shadow, Shadow. and Bone. It was Shadow really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. Nice. I cried during that one as well. I don't know why, like, but anything that is emotional in a movie, I always cry every single time. <laughs> no, I am so serious. I'm not the type to just be like, why? I'm yeah. like, oh my God, why? <laughs> you know. Are, is that an indication that you like a movie or have you ever cried during a movie that you don't like? I think that is an indication that I'm into it for sure. Cause I don't think I will really cry if it's like not well like put together and like you know really like builds up and stuff like i don't feel like i'll be like uh i, I might just be like oh that's so sad like you know yeah. i'm not gonna mm. be like oh my god why you yeah. know so and it's so but i am i'm a cancer so i'm a super emotional person anyways in general so i just feel like i have super high emotions all the time anyways honestly so it's not just with sadness like it doesn't like does that go across when you're like angry or when you're happy or et cetera? I think that there are two different kinds of cancers actually, because um, it's funny, I have actually only ever had long lasting relationships with other cancer men huh. and they seem to be on the more aggressive side 
Um, but it's weird because we're so much alike also, like they're very sensitive and they're very emotional too, just like I am. But I think that um, just them being, you know, having that more masculine gene in general, like that, the, you know, the aggressiveness is a, is a little more present. I mean, I can, I feel like when I get upset or angry, like I can be angry, but I'm so calm most of the time. I don't really get like physically angry or anything mm. like it's not like an irate type of thing like i might be a little more smart aleck or something right. like that you know but yeah so so i don't know maybe like a little more closed off just like all right yeah great whatever you're saying you yeah know? and like and yeah. like a, and i am kind of smart like i can I, I like to talk you know sometimes i talk too much and i will say something you know that i feel like might get under your skin you know what i mean like something sure. like that you know what i mean yeah. So, yeah. Well, my knowledge of astrology is limited, but I am, I think I know um, that it's typically said that horoscopes, it's not typically the same horoscope that matches together, just like other. Um, yes, exactly. So You're what's exactly. the Cancer's typical? So, okay. Mate? So it's, it, it's actually it's a very what do i like to call it i i always say it's like an explosion you know of just um because it can be like really it can be very passionate or it can be very toxic you know what i mean um so i well, mean astrology as a whole or i mean no no no, uh, no. like a cancer cancer love match yeah no uh, oh okay I see. Love yeah. Match. Yeah, yeah yeah like a cancer cancer love match like i think my like match actually for my sign is actually a scorpio mm -hmm. so and it's funny my brother is actually a scorpio it's like my best friend you know so it's like yeah. you know i don't know i just admire him a lot you know so yeah so it's like it's just interesting you know well, as a Scorpio, I, I can say they're very, very cool people. You're a Scorpio? Um, what? Yeah. Oh, snap. November 7th. Oh, um, my God. That's so crazy. I, I've been told it's the bad boy horoscope. It's like the... What? Like Are the, you... I don't know. I hear it's a super cool horoscope also. I, I hear it's the best. But... Um... <laughs> Alex, I can't with you. No, my brother is... <laughs> So cool and so sweet and honestly I could totally see all of that in you too so I mean I love Scorpios from what I've seen so far I have never had you know a truly bad reaction you know like interaction with a Scorpio so nice Maybe that's my you know like I said we just click so yeah that's a good one. yeah but still cancer to cancer connections mostly yeah, that's really all I've dealt with as far as, yeah, like a love match or anything, you know? Like, that's interesting. I know, it really is interesting. I don't know why I draw that type of energy to me, but I'm trying to change that. <laughs> like, sure. I don't want to draw that same kind of energy. <laughs> like, we need to switch that up a little bit. Always working on improving things, trying to make the best decisions for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. And... That's actually something that I was going to get to a little bit later, but it seems from what I know of you now, I mean, like we haven't seen each other in like oh, what, my 10 years. It's been 11 long. years because we missed our high school reunion, right? So yeah. no yeah. high school reunion for us. No. So <laughs> a, lot, a lot a lot, has changed 
since then. So all oh, I really man. know is from what I see from your social media and mm-hmm. what I've gathered is that you've become a person that really promotes positivity and just forward thinking with uh, everything that you do. Can you tell me more about how that's come to be? Has that always been that way, even since so, back at Shawnee or Shawnee High yeah. School? Or Yeah, I feel like, okay, like that's a good topic. I feel like I've always actually kind of been this way. Um, it's just when you're young, you know, and you're like first starting to like blossom, so to say, you know, it's like we all have, you know, those insecurities, you know, we're still trying to figure out who we are, you know, it's like, we're a lot more timid. I was super quiet. I was pretty shy too. I mean, I feel like I was outgoing though still, you know, because I yeah. wanted to be a part of that outgoing crowd, you know what I mean? But, you know, and I had friends still, you know, that pulled me out of my shell too, you know, because of their outgoing, you know, um, personalities and stuff, which was nice, you know, so I always had that to rely on. But honestly, as far as being positive, like, I feel like, you know, there's so many different things that we all go through and deal with in life, you know, whether, you know, that's like, just, I don't know, maybe you don't feel like you're the smartest person in the world, you know, and you want to be smarter, you know, you want to be like, you know, the top of the class or whatever, you know, or whatever it may be, you know, you may not feel like you're the prettiest woman in the room, you know what I mean? And you want people to view you that way, you know what I mean? So it's like going through different things. I've always just always tried to be super positive because it's like, you know, it's kind of like that saying they say where it's like, you know, if you speak, you know, good into something, good will come out of it. You know what I mean? And I, and I really do believe that, you know, energy is all around us and you either attract a certain, certain type of energy, you know, or you, or you're, you're going to project a certain type of energy Mm -hmm. as well though, you know? So I feel like it's important, it's important to like, you know, just be positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So do you have any more questions about that in general though? Like, do you want me to expand on that in any type of way more? Sure. I mean, this, there's no real, the, the floor is yours. I mean, this is a conversation by all definitions, but I mean, it, it's also an interview of you and whatever you want to share with the world. So yeah, I, I have plenty of more questions, but uh, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to share, then. Okay. I, give me another in. question. And then maybe I can like build on more. Cause I feel like for the most part, you know, I, I definitely just feel like in general, like, like I said, you know, the energy that you want to come towards you, you know, you have to, you know, it starts in the mind. I feel like, you know, if I yeah. sit and I think negatively about myself every single day, then that's what I'm going to continue to think about myself, you know? So that's yeah. naturally going to affect the way that I act, you know, the way that I treat people, the way that I treat myself, you know what right. I mean? And yeah, and it's always been that way, you know, cause like, I will tell you, you know, for instance, just as a darker skinned woman, you know, mm-hmm. in the world in general, I feel like, you know, there is a stigma that, you know, brown skinned women are not as beautiful, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it really is crazy because it's like, you know, like I've had heard things like that all my life, like, oh my God, like you're just the prettiest brown skin girl I've ever seen, you know, or you're like, (laughs) you're the prettiest black girl I've ever seen, or what are you mixed with? You know, it's like, it really is crazy to hear that. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, there's part of me that's flattered and then there's the other part of me that's like well dang like you know just 
because I'm black? Like, that's the only reason? I don't know. Yeah. It's just strange. You know what I mean? Like, so dealing with things like that, you know, you have to be your own pep talker. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You have to continue to root for yourself. You know what I'm saying? If I would have, you know, just gave up on myself long ago, I don't feel like, you know, even others would even view me the way that they view me now because I wouldn't look at myself that way. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we definitely have to find the value in ourselves and we have to project that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we have to pull that good energy towards us. So all that, all that positivity and, you know, all that good, you know, energy, you gotta, you gotta keep that around you, you know? Sure. And how, how's that been going? Keeping that positive energy with like, you've been sending it out to the world. Has it been thanking you for that kind of thing? Or is there still uh, <clears throat> negative forces that are trying to interrupt your flow? So I feel like this, I feel like, you know, we can be super great. We can be a good person. We can be positive, but <clears throat> it's, it's a constant battle. I'm learning, you know, it's not something that will like, you will get interrupted at times. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you allow your focus to shift, you know? Yeah. I think that it's so easy in this social media world to focus on what other people are doing and we tend to focus less on ourselves, you know? Right. And sometimes when you focus on those things, it, you know, you don't realize that shift, you know, of like energy, you know? So it's like, instead of filling your own glass now, you know, you don't realize you're like pouring a little bit over here for this person. You're pouring yeah. a little bit over here for that person because you're just feeding them all your energy. You know what I mean? Or you're losing your energy to, you know what I mean? Focusing on certain things that are really very unimportant to you, you know? So I'm learning. I will say this though. I feel like with a pure heart, you know, and good intentions, you will always prevail though. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the universe will always look out for you despite whatever situations you might get into. You right. know what I'm saying? I do yeah. feel that way though. So is that like a, car a karma type thing or just like in general that... I do believe in yeah. karma. Karma, yeah. I definitely sounds do like believe karma. karma. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like karma. I think it is kind of like karma. But I just, I don't know, I'm not like in depth on like exactly what karma is, you know, where it comes from, like, you know, like where it actually was derived from. I do use the word karma a lot, you know, um, but in general, I just feel like it's all about your intention. You know, right. it's like, it's, it's really all about your intention. I feel like when we do, if I've ever done something spitefully, it has spitefully come back to me. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just feel like it's all about the intention. Like in, in certain instances, you know, we may not always be right in every single circumstance. You know what I mean? You're going to deal with times where you're like, oh, darn, I, I could have handled that a different way. You know what I mean? Or I probably shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, there there's a clear difference between, you know, actually knowing right from wrong and being ignorant to something, you know, and not actually being fully aware of like maybe your actions or, you know, how it was going to, you know, react or something like that, yeah. you know. But when you're aware, you know, and then, then the intention is there, you know. And then I feel like that's kind of what sparks the whole karma thing. You know what sure. I mean? So, 
So yeah, but I, I'm a firm believer in karma. I, I don't feel like I have to ever do anything to my enemies. It will always come back to them on their own, <laughs> on its own. Yeah. I call it I call it my light work, Alex. Yeah, the light work. <laughs> That's my light work. I don't I don't handle light work, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Get, it's gonna get taken care of. Exactly. When you talk about um the intentions, uh, or when you talk about how it affects other people. That's easier said than done. I mean, a lot of things that we do, we get caught up on how, like our own reasons of doing it. And I think at times it can be hard to think about how our own actions impact other people. I like to think that I'm a pretty considerate person with the actions that I take, but um, sometimes it's easier said than done. I agree, I agree. Um, it, it takes a lot to be, you know, an empathetic person, you know, and I feel like I just happen to naturally be that way. I've always, you know, and, and that can be a blessing and a curse at the same time, you know, because sometimes you care so much that, what about other people and mm-hmm. to, even to the point to where you care how they feel about you, you know, versus, right. and you can't always do that. You know what I mean? I don't feel like that's always the healthiest thing at this point in my life. I used to, that used to really matter to me what people actually thought of me. But yeah. at this point I've learned, you know, obviously with time and wisdom that, you know, I mean, that that's like the least of my concerns at this point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really, really care what everyone thinks. I mean, no. but as far as like being empathetic and caring how you make people feel, I think that's a different thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I care okay. about how I make people feel, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to ever put something out there, you know, that's going to be offensive you know, to people that I still care about, you know what I mean? Even if it's something that I agree with, you know what I mean? It's also like, I want it to be put out there in a manner that people know, you know, that, I don't know, that, that I care about them, that I care about, you know, myself, you know, and that I, you know, and that I value something, but I don't know. I might've got a little off track there. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I hit the, hit the note or not, but yeah. No, no, there's no, there's no wrong answers. And I encourage any off road that you want to take with any of these things. I guess this is, this is totally a a casual thing. Again, all, all I have to work with is what I've seen on uh, your social media. Yeah. Um, you're a religious person. I'm a, I feel like I'm a spiritual person. Yeah. I feel like I'm a spiritual person. Yeah. So, you know, like religion, you know, growing up, I was a Christian. I was raised as a Christian. You know, my dad is black or no, my my dad is Indian. My mom is black. She's African-American. So it was just kind of like he also he originally came from a Hindu background, you know, Hinduism. Mm -hmm. And then he came to America and he's a born again Christian. So Christianity is definitely important to me and it definitely is my baseline, you know, for sure. And it's definitely been, it's definitely a huge part of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now when we, when I looked at, when I look at like the context of the Bible and different things like that, you know, and I don't even want to get all into that. Cause it's like, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like to offend anyone, you know, but, and I don't doubt anything either. 
I call my God, God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just what I call him, Capital whatever, G. whoever he is, whatever it is, you know, it's like, that's God. Okay. There is yeah. something, there's some higher power. I don't know what his name was. None of us really do. You know what I'm saying? We're, mm-hmm. we're just going off of these books that were written that someone found and they were like, Hey, this is the Bible. Yeah. You know? So, and it's all kind of like that game of telephone, you know, where it's like, it's been passed down so many times. Who really knows? I mean, do we really know? Do we? I don't know, Alex, but, but I am a spiritual person and I do. I was like, I don't, I don't know. But um, I am a spiritual person for sure. And I know that spirituality is a very real thing, you know? And I also know that there's positive energies and there's negative energies. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I just know that I want to be on the more positive side of the energies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because I'm not, you know, there's different things that I believe from different religions. You know what I'm saying? So it's not 100% like, oh, I'm just strictly a Christian. I love gospel music. I love listening to it. I love it makes me feel good. You know, it makes me feel better. Like if I'm down, you know, it's motivating. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a lot of other kinds of music that do that for me too, you know, but gospel is definitely one of them. You know what I mean? And I try to share that with people, especially um, through social media, because I feel like when you don't have a baseline and you don't have a starting point, you don't always know what you're looking for. And so yeah. it's like, to me, music is one of the, easiest like closest things to us that can that can set you up for failure because if you listen to the wrong stuff it's going to draw you right in Mm -hmm. and you know it's going to put things on a pedestal that don't need to be on there you know what i mean but if you're looking listening to some of the good stuff you know i mean it can be very uplifting you know i believe vibrations are very real you know what i mean and tones and different things like that you know i really you know do have a lot of belief in those things you know what i mean so you know, there's sound therapy, stuff like that. But yeah, as far as spirituality, you know, I definitely feel like it's a huge part of all of us. It's a huge part that a lot of people are lacking. You know, we don't take the time to actually like really connect, you know. Um, you know, sometimes I used to always say to my friends and stuff, like, can you really imagine like what it was like, like if we didn't have this society like set up, you know, like what if it was just earth and just human i mean Mm -hmm. what would we be doing we would be out walking in the grass you know like laying around on the ground under some trees (laughs) i mean but seriously though you know and i love being outside and stuff you know so it's like sometimes some people they don't realize you know they're so shut off from the world even though they're in the social world you know social media world yeah but go outside like get some fresh air you know like lay in the grass or something let your feet touch the grass or something like yeah so you can soak in some of that good energy it's a perfect day for that now like after yeah, your, <laughs> um after this interview's over I'm, I'm definitely gonna be hopping on my bike i've i um i was up in cleveland as i mentioned earlier uh for a few days and it was a lot colder than it is now it's like 75 today or something like that it's, yeah it's like really nice it's like actually starting to get kind of hot actually yeah Oh yeah, we're we're blending into summer slowly. Mm-hmm. Finally, did you see yeah. those that snow we had like what two days ago? I was like, really, like four inches though. Ohio. Like Ohio at its finest, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ohio exactly. at its finest. Like. <laughs> 
So what do you enjoy doing outside? Like, um, Oh, I love to bike. I actually have a really, really nice bike as well. It's really nice. It's, you know, got the little skinny tires and stuff, you know, Mm. um, don't know the actual names for it, but I know I got a nice bike and I know Mm. it's got some skinny little tires. Um, but I do love to bike. Honestly, I just love being outside. I love to go hiking, you know, going, walking through the woods and stuff, just soaking up. Like I said, taking some cute pictures of myself out there or something, you know. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> um, I don't really go do picnics a lot, but I would like to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? But like I said, biking, that's probably the number one thing and working out outside that I do. Honestly, I love to work out outside, too. I don't really like to be in the sun too long, but because yeah. it kind of burns my skin. And also I wear glasses and my prescription is kind of strong. So, you know, all that sun hitting my eyes kind of hurts a little bit. But, you know, I definitely like to, you know, be outside and do stuff like that. You know, I don't really get to get out much. But when I do, it's usually doing something like that. Do you have specific. Do you have preferences on like terrains when it comes to like, would you if you had a free ticket to anywhere, would it be a beach would it be, you know, the uh, Yellowstone National Park? Would it be like a desert? Would you want to see like the northern lights up in a snowy tundra or like? It would definitely be somewhere tropical for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to go to Fiji and see where, you know, my people were really from. You know, I still haven't done that yet. But, you know, and also I've always wanted to go to like New Zealand. That's where the rest of my family is, New Zealand and Australia. And I just am like, I would love to see, you know, what that's like, you know, like go to the rainforest. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Like, yeah. I just really couldn't imagine. I really cannot imagine, except um, if I'm watching <laughs> National Geographic's like. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that brings something else that I was curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, you said your uh, your father was Indian, your mother was black. Uh, so, and I remember you mentioning a long time ago that you had that Fiji connection where how does that work in is it from your mother's side so no my dad he is he's from Fiji so he came over from Fiji on a student visa okay so he came over to study and that's where they met they met in college and so they were engaged and then she ended up getting pregnant with me hey. and yeah. And so, and then obviously they didn't end up staying together. You know, Indians are real strict on, you know, like having one family, you know what yeah. I mean? And also being married before you have children, which is a huge thing, you know, for uh, them. Yeah. So they, uh, like I said, they ended up having my brother and then it just didn't work out and they mm-hmm. end up parting ways. And then he moved halfway across the country to Seattle. He remarried to another Indian woman um, and they had mm-hmm. children. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, I don't want to start, you know, going into rough areas or things that are, you know, troubling. Oh, yeah. for you to talk no, about. Just... they're not troubling. I still talk to my, I talk to my dad to this day. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I, 
The confusion got me when you said Indian. I was thinking like he was from India, and then you said he's from Fiji. That's that's where I got so, mixed up on. Um, okay, so way back in the day, Indians, you know, like from India, sure, those same kind of people, the same type of nationality, they migrated to Fiji, and mm-hmm. they are kind of a more tropical Indian, actually. So, but they're still the same kind of Indian, you know, like I, I wear, you know, the Datsun, you know, I wear the saris, you know, sometimes if I want to, you know, sure. I mean, like I said, I'm kind of, I'm definitely a, a it's a unusual combination of um, races to mix because you really don't see that mixture a lot, you know? So yeah, yeah, it's, it is very interesting, you know, and honestly growing up, that was always something that I really struggle with because it was like, I couldn't, I was like not enough of this or I was not enough of this, you know what I'm saying? And it was really hard to find, figure that out. You know what I'm saying? And figure out like who I really was, you know what I'm saying? And honestly, like I said, you know, 10 years later, you know, it's like, I can be whoever I want to be, you know, and honestly, I'm both, you know, I'm this and I'm that, you know, and there are times where I want to, you know, express my Indian side. And there are times where, you know, I'm just, I am who I am, you know, like I was raised by, you know, the African-American side of my family, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But I cook curry like once a week, you know, like, cause I love curry, like, and I love to eat it. It tastes so good. So, you know, so yeah, so that's where um, that the, it's like a South Indian basically is what he is. He's South Indian. So mm-hmm. um, if you ever you know decide to like look up South Indian people, you know um, you'll see a slight difference. You know, um, and honestly, the Indian culture also has two tones. You know, just like a lot of other races do. You know what I mean? There's there's lighter Indians. You know, which is the typical Indian that people know that people think is the ideal. You know. Um, you know, that's just what society has shown us, you know what I mean? Um, and so, but then there's also, you know, South Indians too, you know, and there's, there's browner skin Indians, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's like what I am, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a browner complected Indian, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's like, that's, people always used to, um, ask me what I was mixed with because my hair was so silky, you know? Yeah. And, um, I just always thought that was so interesting, you know, because it's like, I mean, I, it is silky because I am half Indian, but at the same time, it just is interesting because it's like, dang, you know, it is strange that people think that black people don't, you know, like African-Americans don't have like beautiful hair, you know, because yeah. my hair is really curly. And if I wasn't African-American, it, I would not have that curl either. You know, and people love right. my hair curly too. You know what I mean? It's really interesting. Yeah. So it's really such an interesting thing you know yeah absolutely it's you might be amused to hear this but until this interview i didn't even know that you were half indian and right all through high school i thought you're i thought you're just black and Mm -hmm. um so that that's a revelation to me and another thing i was thinking was about how black is so often associated with uh uh like not like, beautiful it's not it's not right. it's not a pretty thing it's like wow like you were saying like earlier rough, wow you're really pretty for a black woman you know right that's, um i i it seems like that's starting to change a little bit i, I mean, agree yeah mm-hmm. i agree with um, that yeah well 
actually tell me more about how how you've seen that from your perspective. How I mean, within our own lifetimes, it it seems like that's changed a lot. Um, I think that um, honestly, recently to me, because even you know, I like I said, like I feel like. People pick and choose, you know, what they want to notice about someone, you know, um, you know, there was a time where I was very, what do you call it? Shallow, mm-hmm. you know, I was just a very shallow person, you know, like I was very looks oriented as well, you know, so it's not that it's just such a negative thing. It's just that, you know, we can become fixated and, you know, focused on things like that. And that's what can kind of create some of the ugliness in the world. You know what I'm saying? Just being that way. And so it's like, you know, I can remember, you know, witnessing, you know, different people, you know, in high school and different things like that, you know, like being, you know, very ignorant to, you know, black people or whatever. It wasn't necessarily me it was happening to or anything, but just to see it and know that it was actually still there. And it's like, wow, you know, if they think that of them, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, do you think that of me too? You know what I'm saying? And it really sparks your curiosity in general, you know, about how people really do view people, you know? And honestly, that was one of the greatest lessons that I learned throughout my teenage years by going to accounting school, actually. I've actually, I really appreciated that from that, you know, from experiencing that at such a young age, because it really prepared me for the world though. And like the way that the world is, but also, like I said, I don't feel like it was a discouraging thing. I didn't look at it that way. You know what I'm saying? I looked at it as just what I had, what I was facing and what I had to overcome and what I knew I was going to face in the future. You know what I'm saying? Even while you were enrolled at Shawnee high school that you, you were thinking about these things? I was, I was, because I remember, you know, like there were different, like I said, there were different situations that had happened, you know, that with my brother, for instance, you know, like he was a black male in that school system and, you know, they did, you know, and I don't even, like I said, I really don't like titles. I'm not trying to speak Mm -hmm. negatively, but in general, there were different situations that happened even with him and we're all the whole world is being able to view situations like this all over the world now it's not something that's secret it's not something that's getting swept under the rug anymore you know people are shedding light on it you know because i do believe that when obama was in office we began to unite more Mm-hmm. as like as like different cultures you know right people were more they were more leaning against that i mean we were we have already we've seen over, over the years interracial couples and all these different things you know a lot of you know mixtures of races and stuff and that's awesome you know it's a melting pot but it's like you know there's still those those uh certain people that you know would like to keep things you know a certain way you know and so when you look at it like that it's like we took you know a couple steps forward i felt like with obama you know and just his frame of mind i think it wasn't even necessarily i'm not talking politics here i'm just talking about you know giving someone who was deserving of you know a certain position you know that opportunity you know Right. People appreciated that aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, anywho, you know, now it's like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I think that's why people maybe are like feeling the need to like act out against like, you know, negativity like that when they uh-huh. see it. 
I think they're more willing because they're like, this is wrong, you know, and people are actually um, starting to, it's funny because I'm in um, psychology right now for, um, because I'm in nursing school. Right. And, um, you know, uh, one of the terms was like, there was this term basically, I can't even remember the name now. There's so many terms I'm remembering right now, but it was just talking about how people don't act on things just because they're in a group setting. And it's basically like, I was like, wow, you know, this is crazy because this is exactly how people really react to things like because they're in a group setting and they don't know how mm-hmm. other people in that same group are going to react. They don't even want to help. And it can be in, a, in an emergency situation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, I just feel like now it's just interesting to see people really, you know, speaking up and, you know, just saying, you know, this is wrong in general. Like, you know, a human being is a human being. We all bleed the same flesh. You know what I used to say? I used to always say. Now, if I had the kidney that you needed, you gonna take my kidney if it means you're gonna live your life, okay? I know that for a fact. You ain't gonna be like, no, that is an Indian African-American kidney. I do not want that kidney. (laughs) Right. No one is gonna say that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's just the way I look at it. Like, you know, so. I hope you're right. I feel like there's somebody out there in the world. Like, when I th- hear about these people that, like, deny COVID on their deathbed, it makes me wonder, like, maybe if... <laughs> not, not like COVID's a race thing, but, I mean... Uh, yeah, 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 People can be really stubborn when it comes to even, like, the most serious situations. Uh, but I still... I like that expression. I like I like the thinking behind that, because, yes. like, we're all flesh and blood. And yes. I'm the type of person that's open to any any different type of race race and ethnicity. I talk to people from all different backgrounds, and I will say I've talked to people that within those backgrounds they'll like say they will share that they they like they do have like resentment towards other. They're right. It's, it's yeah. like mild racism, but um, hmm. Like in reverse or like an actual racism, like an actual racist. Uh, yeah, I guess an actual racism. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm calling it out, I hang out with racists. That's what I'm trying to get at here. I just that's gonna, <laughs> I, I'm <really> <laughs> hanging out with racist people. Um, that don't that may not know they're racist, or do they know they're racist? That's what that's that's another part of it. Um, Some people don't realize that they're being racist. Yeah just because they're just so used to what they were raised around. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? But once they become woke, that's where that word woke came from, right? So it's like, wake up, you know, like this is racist. Like let's really reestablish the racist line. (laughs) Sure. Well, then there's also that, uh, there's like stuff like you, people who think that they're automatically not racist because like they have a black friend or they're married or in relationship with a a Indian person or Mm -hmm. like, et cetera, down the line, that kind of thing. The people that think that they're not being racist, but they, they actually are. I feel like there's a a spectrum of it. And also I like to say that I don't think racism is, this is going to sound bad, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's totally a bad thing as long as you're like, accept accepting which maybe i'm contradicting myself with that well, like let people know what you mean though by that like what do you mean by sure. like they're accepting of it you know yeah i think that um like like it's okay to com- be like i don't want to date out of my race that's a good one that's a good example i just but have it's a- like that's not racist you're not saying that 
any race is better. You're just saying, I prefer, I'm more comfortable with dating someone in my race, right? I have or a preference. For instance. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I personally, I don't have a preference. I don't because I don't, I feel like whoever is meant to be for me is going to be for me. And they're going to understand, you know, the beauty in that, you know, now, have I gotten a lot of chances to date outside of my race? Yeah. No, right. no, I haven't. Why is that? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah. that's the part I don't know about, actually. Like, <laughs> I really don't know. So, you know, and I'm, honestly, at this point, I would say maybe I do have a preference. You know what I'm saying? Because it just seems like this is. But I don't know if that's just because that's that's what's here for me. That's what's available to me right now. But I don't necessarily just have to accept that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's definitely yeah. a complex situation. I think that's different for every individual. And mm -hmm. uh, it's it's easier to stay within your own race and your own lines that are set up. But um, I, I, I think love is love and people who should be yeah exactly whatever you're attracted to you know like that's what you're attracted to you know what i mean yeah. and it may not always be wrapped the same though you know what i'm saying like that's the way i look at it like there are people like i'm learning like i said i'm i, I used to be very shallow and i don't feel like that's gotten me anywhere yeah. so i just feel like to me like it's it's refreshing when you can actually relate with someone and actually have a, a, a good conversation with someone, you know? Um, and that's kind of like what I've been more reliant on in general, sure. as far as building friendships, as far as building relationships, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I want the dialogue to be good. You know, it shouldn't just be a physical attraction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, you know, in the Indian culture, you know, arranged marriages was something that was you know part of the culture you know my dad still is always, isn't it, or is it yeah it still is yeah. you know um and, and he used to always tell me like i'm gonna marry you off one day and i'm like you're not marrying me <laughs> off no way <laughs> i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i'm picking my husband but when i really think about it i do feel like love can grow you know, I don't I don't feel like it's an it's an initial it's that fairy tale feeling where you just um, immediately get butterflies in your stomach. I don't really feel that way anymore because I don't know, maybe like I said, this is my own experience. Hmm. I just feel like that can be very misleading, you know, because butterflies. you're only relying on your physical, the yeah. physical that you are presented with. You, you can't meet someone for the first time, in my opinion and be like i just know they're the one yeah you might luck out you might luck out and find you might bump into a good person mm -hmm. but the likeliness that that is gonna have longevity to me is very low honestly i don't i don't i don't i really don't feel that way but that's just my opinion you know sure you're free to have it <laughs> and before we go any further i want to uh, make the statement that I do not support racism. And I was yes, just thinking exactly. about that statement I made previously. I don't like racism. Uh, and I'm not trying to <laughs> sympathize with people who are racist. I, I feel like everyone listening should should realize that. Uh, I just feel like it's not as black and white as most people think it is. Exactly. Um, and, I know what you're uh, saying. Yeah. 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 100%.
Um, speaking of preferences of like appearance and stuff like that, you work in the beauty industry, correct? I do. Can you tell me about that? So let's see. Well, I, I now have my aesthetic license. So, you know, I am an advanced esthetician and, um, you know, I'm continuing my education to get my RN degree, which is my registered nursing degree. You know, I would love to go into, um, you know, Botox, fillers, injectables, you know, body contouring, things like that. That's sure. my goal, you know? So, I mean, you know, the beauty industry is really complex. I mean, I love it because I think it's a very beautiful thing. I mean, I definitely embrace natural beauty. I feel like everyone should know that, you know, beauty definitely starts from within. It definitely starts, you know, with your personality, your spirit, you know, and just that inner self, you know what I'm saying? It, it starts with the mind. Um, but obviously there are things like physical beauty that are very apparent in this world. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, I like, I've always said, I love photography and who cannot appreciate something, a beautiful creature. That's just the way I look yeah. at it. I mean, you know, it's beautiful. It's nice to look at beautiful things, whether it's a flower, whether it's a person, you know, whether it's a mountain or a sky, I don't know, you know, yeah. God creates beautiful creatures also. So, you know, um, Anything that makes people, you know, can enhance people and make them feel good about themselves. And, you know, that's there to uplift themselves. And I mean, obviously, you know, good hygiene is just good hygiene, you know? Yeah. I like, yeah, that's, I like, that's a very I like to help out with that too, you know? So. <laughs> this is a much more binary thing, hygiene. Like either you, either you smell good and you're clean or you're filthy and you don't, I mean. Um, right, and some people I think it's like also like, for instance, like with skincare, you know, we all we are not born a dermatologist like we right. don't all know what we exactly need to do to like have this crystal clear skin i mean you know what i'm saying and i love to be able to help people out in that process you know what i'm saying and, and that's the thing like even just like learning about it and stuff it's like there's so much more you know to consider you know some people don't even know they might be allergic to some stuff you know like i had to find that out you know i just i i always had seasonal allergies and then it was yeah. like you know, as I get older, I'm like more and more sensitive to different things. So I went and got an allergy test done. Boom. I'm allergic to freaking every tree outside almost. And I love being outside. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so it's just interesting, you know, like, like I said, I love to educate as far as things like that, you know, and helping people, you know, achieve like different goals that they have, you know, for their skin, for their look, whatever, you know. So when did this all start? Where was, uh, I like was your mother influence on like on beauty and like doing your own makeup that type of thing or actually, how did this all start that's funny actually my mom is like a super tomboy like she does not wear makeup or anything at all like yeah. honestly like i didn't wear any makeup growing up in high school like i asked for makeup you know and you know, she was like, you don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never used to go get anything done to my hair. She was like, you don't need it. Like, your hair is beautiful the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, she was super, super big on natural beauty. And I've grown to appreciate that over the years because I haven't ever had to rely on makeup or anything to make me feel cool. Do I feel like it's fun? 
do I feel like it's empowering? Heck yes, I do. You know, yeah. I, and that's what I love about it is that, you know, if someone comes in, you know, for instance, and they don't have these these nice, beautiful, thick brows, mm, right? But they want right. these brows. Right. I can help them achieve that, Alex. I can help them achieve that. I can show them techniques to do this on a regular basis. And that is empowering to some people. Some of these people, you know, are really, really classy, have really, really nice jobs. And they're like, you know, I have to go, you know, in front of, you know, big panels of people, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, I want to feel confident doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, like I'm here for it. Like, I'm going to help you do that, you know? Right. So, so yeah. So, and then like, what was I going to say? Um, as far as makeup goes, you know, I love makeup. I really do. Um, you know, there's like this whole side of uh, makeup right now where everything's going permanent. I'm not with that way. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah, that like people really are doing cool. permanent lipstick and like Whoa. permanent, permanent brows, you know, permanent eyeliner. And I'm like, wow, like that's crazy. You know, like that's a, a bit extreme. I'm not yeah. against plastic surgery though, for sure. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like right. I said, it's kind of the line of work I'm kind of leaning into. So, but I'm just like surprised that people are like, really recommending people getting this stuff tattooed on their faces and stuff like that's a bit extreme to me because everyone knows tattoos bleed you know yeah. and just the way they affect the skin and stuff i just had to throw that in there because like so many sure. women come in and ask me about it and i'm like i do not recommend it and i, I i'm not for that at all right it's never well happened. um before oh, we yeah, go any so further do you want to you want to give a quick shout to to your business? I know that you're you oh, taking yeah. clients. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's great. Yeah, so go follow. My name's Whitney Gounder. Go follow Wealth Aesthetics on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find me on both. Um, and then my um, Instagram name is actually at Miss Whitney Nicole. If you want to go follow me there too, because I post most of my content on there. So I'm really just kind of delving into it, but. Go tune in, go add me, you guys. Awesome. And for anybody that wants to follow up on that, I have links below. You can make sure to click on, give Whitney a follow, she'll take care of you. Yes, come see me. Yeah. So your mother didn't teach you all this stuff. Where did you pick it up? And when did you pick up how- Exactly. Yeah, how did, how did this start? And that how did it go to the point that you're interested in, like not only just like the makeup aspect of it, but like also, like actually altering uh, the original form. Okay, so let's go there. So, okay, when I was growing up, I had eczema. I had eczema really bad too. So it was just always something that was an insecurity for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over the years, you know, you try so many different things, you know, and you try so many different things to get it under control, you know, and like I said, just finally getting my eczema under control. Um, it was very empowering to me. You know what I'm saying? It made me feel like I could do anything really. It really did. It was yeah. something so simple, but it really did make me feel beautiful. And it just made me feel like, you know, just like everyone else, you know what I mean? And sometimes that's all people want is they, they want to feel pretty or they want to feel beautiful or, you know what I mean? They want to feel empowered. Yeah you know, and they want to feel confident in what they're doing. And so 
it's that's kind of where it started. And so I started making my own skincare products. Oh. And from there, I was like, man, you know, I, I realized that people were really wanting to get on this train. And I was like, hmm, well, I don't want to jump into the business right away and not be legitimate, though, and actually know what I'm doing and actually know what I'm talking about, even though I knew I had already figured it out. Yeah. So I was like, OK, let me go get my schooling out the way. And also, I wanted a skill because I didn't want to work for anybody anymore. You know, because I didn't one, I didn't like the way that I was being treated sometimes, you know, and because I do feel like women in the workplace. And then also, like I said, minorities, it depends on where you want to work, though, um, don't always get the same opportunities, don't always get the same advancements as other people. And I didn't want my livelihood relying on someone else dictating sure. So I was like, I need a skill. I need something where if I want to go start my own business, you know, my skill is going to determine how successful I am. And that's why I went and I did that. So I went and did that. Boom. Accomplished that. Next line. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah actually, that was like really it. my first like real accomplishment. I was so proud of that. I was so happy about that. And, you know, like I said, it, it's been such a blessing to me so far and it's opening, you know, doors here and there, you know, and I'm just excited for where it's going to take me for real. Beautiful. But that's where I got the um, the knowledge about medical aesthetics. And so that's when I was like, huh, what is a medical esthetician, you know? And I was like, I, I feel like I was like, I want to be able to use the, you know, laser hair removal machines on people. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to, you know, use these certain devices on people that could give them those results. Just because one, I felt like I had the eye for it. My, you know, growing up, my mom used to always tell me, like, you have the eye, like you, you, you have the eye. You know, there's some people they have the eye, you know, it's like a photography thing, too. Uh -huh. You either have the eye or you don't, you know. And um, she used to always tell me that, like, you got the eye, you know. Um, and so, and also my grandmother used to always tell me, you know, you have the touch where I used to massage her hands. I used to massage uh. her feet all the time because she had diabetes and her skin was really dry. And, you know, she just always told me like, yeah, you, you just have the touch. Like, you know, you're only this year, you know, you're only, you know, I think she passed away when I was 12. So I was probably like maybe seven or eight at that age, you know? And, you know, I, like I said, I would rub her feet and stuff. And she's like, yeah, you you uh you know you're you're wise beyond your years you just don't know it you know yeah. and so all those different things kind of played into me just having this interest with body and then also obviously like i said my own insecurities too i mean mm -hmm. you know there's all there's everyone has those things that they wish they could do this with or do that with you know what i mean yeah. and you know that doesn't have to go away and also i'm not like i said i'm not against it whatever is going to bring that person, that inner peace, that confidence, you know, that they need to like do what, you know, live life basically and not yeah. feel like I don't want to live this life anymore. Go for it. I mean, if you got the money to pay for it, then go pay for it and do it. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't let anyone make you feel like, Oh, you have to be natural. I mean, I'm all with the natural. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, if you, if it's going to bring you peace at night, you know, and it's going to make you wake up energetic in the morning. Sure. Do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. You know? Whether that be like a man wearing high heels or maybe a woman getting breast implants or like exactly. anything related to that. If it makes you, you know. 
Exactly. I get that. Hundred percent. Yeah. And don't don't worry about what other people are gonna say about it, you know, because it's your authentic self. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's just like to me it's interesting, you know. Um, I never understood for a long time. This is kind of like that whole borderline racist thing, right? That you were talking yeah. about. I always had long, pretty hair, you know? And so sometimes I would say things like, that's not your real hair to like, you know, a family member or something, you know, like if they were black and they were wearing like tracks or like a wig or something, yeah. right? This is in my younger days. And they'd be like, yeah, it is my hair, actually. Like, I paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Okay. No, really, though, yeah. they would be like, like, yeah. this is my hair, you know? And just as I got older, I just kind of feel like I've adopted that understanding of, you know, really, though, you know, let people be what they want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and just, and let them be happy. You know what I mean? So we all need to be like that, you know? I appreciate that. I appreciate that mindset and I agree with it. <laughs> and I want to say it's, it's, um, it's cool to see that these signals in your life, it sounds like you were really in tune with your passions and what you were interested in. And this natural path worked its way out. And there's like one, in fact, I, do you remember Nick Massey from high school? Mm-hmm. He's the only... You kind of remind me in a, the way that he found his calling. It seemed like it was such a natural progression. And I, mm-hmm. I I always admire that about people. And even though you may not have known that you wanted to be what you are now, like, since you were I could kid, have never imagined, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you were very in tune to what the world was telling you. And uh, you looked at like your history and like what your grandmother told you and how you felt when you found a way to clear up your skin problems and Mm -hmm. you just naturally went along with it. And that's something that I've had a problem with and like until now, more or less, um, my my career has taken me all over the place. I just want to say, I, I applaud you for being able to like stay in tune to what you're interested in, not really thinking about, uh, what you should be doing or what would be most feasible or whatever else you you kept you stayed close to who you are and found something that works for you and honestly it took me a long time to do that though alex you know really? because like i said you know when you're coming fresh out of high school we don't there's not a lot of push to pursue your dream necessarily no. right it's right. not that's not the attitude that it is it's not what are you naturally good at? What do you naturally like to do? Go, go get a job at a, uh, you know, photography, you know, like a, like a camera store because you love photography. It's not that kind of a deal, you know, it's, you need to go to a four-year college so you can get a four-year degree so you can have a set life so you can be set for life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Not that that's always bad because, you know, you're going to struggle through life. We need money to pay for life. You know what I'm saying? That's inevitable. So I get it. And I like, it's like, I get the thought process and stuff. Sorry. I thought there was like a bee in here or something. You're good. But 
Um, but it's like, we don't, we just don't get pushed towards our true passions, you know? And sometimes we just don't think it's enough, you know, because you, you, we see these people that are successful and it's like, oh yeah, they went to Harvard. They went to, you know, they went to OU or just whatever, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, well, you know, I want that too. I want people to say that about me. You know what I mean? Like we're just very impressionable at that age. Mm -hmm. And so we're not like, I'm gonna, like, I love to do makeup. I'm gonna do this makeup until yeah, I yeah. make it somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, we wasn't, we weren't thinking about it like that. It's not right first. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. So it's just like, I was so confused actually through college. I like flunked out. Like I really did. I flunked out and I was like, okay. Right state. I was, correct. I went to right oh. state. Mm -hmm. I transferred. I was actually homesick because I was so sheltered. I didn't realize how sheltered I was mm -hmm. until I actually went off on my own. And, um, I was so I was so homesick. I went back home, and I went to Clark State instead. I just transferred yeah. to Clark State so I could be closer to home because I was just so homesick and wow. depressed. I was like, I am so depressed, like I just couldn't deal. And so when I was there, I mean, there was definitely a few things that happened in that period of time. You know, like my grandfather passed away, my great grandmother passed away. So I was dealing with a lot already emotionally. But I also was very confused on what I actually wanted to do. You know, I had all these options running through my head, you know, but I didn't really actually know like what I wanted to do, you know, who I saw myself being or anything like that, you right. know, um, you know how you just like you envision yourself as a businesswoman, but it's like, there's so many different types of businesswomen out there. Mm -hmm. What kind of businesswoman do I really want to be? I don't yeah. know, you know, and right. that's the thing you got to think about. I feel like, I always try to tell like teenagers like that are my family members and stuff, you know, you got to figure out what you like to do. What is, what do you really, what can you really see yourself being happy doing every single day of your life? That will also be lucrative, you know, see that's where um, the medical aside, the medical esthetician side of things came to play because okay. I do still want to have financial freedom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the second piece to the puzzle to me that kind of makes it whole for me because, you know, I can make great money doing what I'm doing now. I can launch my own business. I could, you know, I could work for a company or, you know, like I said, I can, I can start my own product line. You know what I mean? And I'll make residual income, but how far is that going to take me? I'm not a hundred percent sure it's a toss up. Yeah. You know, it, that's just what it is when you, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneur and you're doing it all on your mm -hmm. own. You know what I'm saying? So that could only get me so far. So then the next step for me and the next piece of the puzzle and also my, I call it the reliable side. You know, this is the yeah. reliable side. I have the passionate side of myself, but then I need something to rely on too. Yeah. So then that's the realistic side of myself that says, okay, actually I need something that is solid though too, you know? Sure. So that's where the RN degree comes into play because boom, I have an RN degree. I'm a nurse. I'll make great money, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or like I said, I'll combine the two. I'll work under a plastic surgeon. You know what I mean? I'll still make great money, you know? And yeah. for me, I just want, like I said, I have three kids. I know I didn't even mention that. I have three kids. I mean, like, no, for real. Yeah. So it's like, I just want to like put them in a new environment, you know? And that's just really important for me. Like I cannot, I cannot deal with Springfield. There's just not enough here for me, you know? Sure, sure. And um, yeah, it's, 
a couple of things come to mind. It's like the expression, don't quit your day job. I mean, your day job would be a registered nurse, but I mean, you're still taking care of making people beautiful with, with their makeup and their skin care and related things like that. And mm-hmm. um, also, uh, the kids were definitely something that I had on my list to talk about. But <laughs> I am the type of person that realizes a mom is not just a mom. She's also a woman with her own personalities and wants and beliefs. And True so that. I wanted to make sure to give you your own space to talk. Oh, about amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I want to, I'm going to, I'll be right back. I need my charger for my laptop and then oh, okay. I'm gonna dive a little bit into the kids. I'm going to grab my charger. Actually, mine's just right here. Excellent. I'll be seconds. I'll be right back. All right. <sighs> No, I'm just kidding. You're back. <laughs> We're back. Right. Uh, I see you found a new location. Uh, yes, I moved. <laughs> a little this more is, comfortable. This is my TV spot. This is where I sit and watch my TV. <laughs> like the astronaut show. Exactly. Or, yeah, Stowaway. Yeah. Shout out well, to Stowaway, number two in the U.S. today. Down there in the link. Anybody want to watch Stowaway, right? No, maybe I'll probably not do Stowaway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, That's okay. And also, I didn't realize until I exported the media, the recording from the first session about how much time we've been talking. I've just been having a lot of fun catching up with you. But oh, I, I know, right? I know. I yeah. will talk your head off if you let me. So stop me at any point, okay? <laughs> oh no, you're perfect. I have it's I have done some of these interviews that I've had like a list of questions and then not be but the person I'm interviewing is a little more brief. And yeah. I run like I I try having all these episodes be one hour long and most of the time I have to edit it back down to that. But um I much rather prefer that than having to like make it stretch out. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're prying it out. Yeah. I'm definitely a talker though. So you pick the right one when you picked me because I will talk your head off. Good. Oh, <laughs> I, um, I figured this would be a good time to, uh, as, as I said, for uh, going to get my charger. I'm yeah. gonna ask you about your children and yeah. with uh, the complications that happen, I figured it'd be a good time to let someone else ask the questions to begin with. I have I actually have a recorded question that I had saved up for a surprise for you. Okay. And I'm gonna send it over to you now. Okay. I'm I'm nervous. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, bop. Boom. Okay. Oh my God, Bree. Hey, Wit. So here's a question for you. 
you know, you're a mom, an esthetician, you go to school, you have a bunch going on. How did you manage um, with all the complications of the pandemic in the past year? How did you still manifest joy and um, keep your what's about you? That is a good question. Oh my God. And I love Brie. Like I literally just asked her to come to Miami for my birthday. So that's oh, so perfect. crazy. <laughs> um, so she, so her question was, you know, just that, how did I maintain basically like a positive attitude and just kind of keep my composure and stay upbeat through the pandemic being a mom and working and everything else, you know, that I was trying to do. And honestly, I mean, as crazy as this sounds, this pandemic, honestly, I mean, it, it really, to me, it's like, it, it really is crazy. I get it, but it's like, I don't know. I have no fear. I have no fear. I just have no fear. Like I really don't, you know, I do not fear the coronavirus. I don't. And, and all, I mean, it's tough because now that I'm working so closely with other um, individuals, I have considered it more. I, my kids are definitely a light in my life. They are a great focal point. You know, it's like, they are truly the light at the end of the tunnel for me, you know, and they have been that guiding force to just kind of keep me, you know, um, stable. Right. And then, and that's also what I'm trying to give them in return is stability, you know? And so, you know, I, I, you know, I, I literally, you know, don't know where I would be without my kids. You know what I mean? At this point, I really don't, you know what I mean? Because, you know, um, I was just really living very, very free before I had children, you know, and I was just, you know, who knows? I was just, I went where the wind, you know what I'm saying? Like that was truly my life at the time. So um, they have definitely been a stabilizer in my life. So, yeah, I mean, and, and so for me, that's definitely, like I said, been the light at the end of the tunnel. And also, um, like I said, you know, just because of this pandemic does not stop anything. Life must go on you know, and, and that's really the way that I looked at it is it's just like, okay, I'm not going to stop and just sit around just because, you know, it's a pandemic. I mean, that's might be what they want us to do for a short period of time, but you have to get back up and get back to it, you know, and, you know, like I said, the show must go on. Eventually we will come back to a norm, you know, because this honestly just reminds me of the flu outbreak, you know, years ago when mm -hmm. we were not even born or maybe we were, I don't know, but I'm just, I was looking it up and stuff. And it's like, I mean, this is nothing like, this is no, to me, this is no different than any other, you know, they said it was created by bats. I don't know if I believe that or not, but whatever, um, you know, this, this, you know, virus, this is just another virus that we've it's encountered. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, well, to me, as long as I, I mean, I, I pray to God, obviously that I don't encounter the worst possible type. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously there's different strands and stuff, mm -hmm. but, um, I just really try to take my vitamins and I just, that's really what I do. I really just take my vitamins and I'm like, I am strong enough to beat it. I don't feel like I'll ever get it. That's the mind frame that I have as far as that goes. 
Looks like it worked out. You didn't catch it, did you? No. Ah, well, good. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's there's the asymptomatic, so. Yeah, not to my knowledge. Who so. Knows? Who really does know? But I know that I will always protect, you know, my clients and other people around me. Like, I will never make anyone feel uncomfortable. Like, I wear my mask whenever I go out. You know what I'm saying? Just like they tell mm -hmm. us to do. I'm not the type of person to be like, I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't believe in this. I mean, and like I said, I have my doubts. Don't get me wrong, but... I'm no, I'm wearing a mask. I'm going to, you know, do the most that I can, you know, for the elderly people, because that's who I really feel for is those elderly people. You know, I just feel like, man, they are really getting it. And like my kids, you know, some two of my children have asthma, you know, so this would uh, affect them, you know, a great deal if, you know, we were to, you know, encounter it. So tell me more about them kids. Well, okay, so my oldest, Sasan, he's four. Um, so he is on the autism spectrum, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, a, a lot of people aren't really super, super familiar with the autism and just autism spectrum disorder. Um, he actually is very high functioning. So um, not a ton of, you know, real, true, um, classic symptoms of uh you know, autism, but he has some of the classic symptoms on the high functioning side of okay. autism. So super duper duper smart. I mean, literally has so much energy. He could literally bounce off these walls all day long. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then, like I said, I have, you know, um, my other uh, boys, they're a set of twins, they're fraternal twins. And uh, that's Naveen and Navan. And actually I did their names real cool. Um, if you spell Naveen's name forward, it actually, if you spell it backwards, it spells the other twin's name. It spells uh, Navan. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So I try to do something kind of cool. I didn't want him to be like, what was it like, like Tim and Tom or anything, but I still <laughs> wanted to kind of be cool like that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like that. I think that's a creative solution with that. Mm-hmm. Did you... When hmm, there's some, there's so many different directions of questions I can ask about. Oh yeah, being do, a it, do it, do it, whatever you're own. curious about, like literally, or whatever you think other people would be curious about. Just let me know. Sure. Um, was becoming a mom what you expected it to be? No. No. no, it was not. I mean, it was everything I expected it to be, but nothing I expected at all. Yeah. Because, you know, I, people used to always say like, oh, Whitney, I know you're going to be a great mom, you know, and like, I always loved kids. I worked in a preschool for a long time, um, you know, as a preschool teacher and, um, hold on one second. Sure. Okay. I had to text one of the workers at my own kid's school. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. We were talking about kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, like it, it, all of the joy and the love and, you know, uh, the fulfillment that you imagine when you have a child, it is definitely very real. Um, but I think the responsibility and the amount of effort and work and attention it requires is what we don't always, what we don't anticipate though. You know, that's the part that people do not anticipate like and to be mm -hmm. honest with you um 
you know, I wasn't trying to have a child or anything like that. It was not like my intention. Like I wasn't like, I'm ready for a kid. I'm ready for a kid. If it happened, it happened. You know, like I said, I was living young, wild and free, you know, and, um, you know, I knew everything I was, you know, all of the potential outcomes, you know, of mm-hmm. the things I was doing at the time. But, uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily planning for it. But once I found out, I was super happy about it, yeah. you know. So um, I can't say that it was the same energy uh, for the, the the father of the child at the time. And we were together. We were in a relationship and everything. But, you know, we were young still. You know, I had my first kid. I was 23, which is not oh, the yeah. youngest age people have had kids, as we know. Right. But, it's still very young. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I barely got to dip my toe into adulthood, you know? Right. And so, yeah. So, I mean, like, it was interesting, actually, when I first had my first child, um, that initial, like, you know how people say that you, like, cry and you're just like, oh, my God, my baby. Like, I actually did not have that initial reaction. Like, I don't know if it was because I was in so much, like, just not pain, but I mean, you know, just like I was so, the moment was so surreal. It wasn't like that overjoyed feeling. And I'm kind of OCD about cleanliness. And like, you know, they just immediately threw this baby up on my chest with like blood and everything else all on him. And oh, I was you're talking about like delivering the child, like literally yeah. the day of, yeah. No, I'm talking about like when he, when your baby's born, you know how they like give you your baby and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. I actually did not have that, that reaction the first time. Now with my twins, <laughs> like, I was just, they threw him up on my chest and I was like, Oh, I'm feeling- oh my god, my baby! I was like, um, I was like, are you guys gonna give him a bath? Like, yeah, stuff on him, like you know. But um, you know, and, and also a lot of people are very uneducated about postpartum. You know, we, you know, we as women, we don't, we know that that's a possibility, but you really don't know how real it is until you actually experience it. You know, and then also just that that physical change that your body goes through is something crazy i mean Mm. it really truly is it is like is unlike anything i've ever experienced in my life like i mean it is truly amazing though growing a whole human being in your body know that it was just me and then to go to like i created a whole nother being is truly it really is a very fulfilling and amazing thing you know and then and then i survived like to tell the tale you know what i'm saying i mean that's how i look at it almost like oh wow i I live to tell the tale you know like i have these i have proof of you know create this creation of life that i created you know and that is a beautiful and amazing thing you know i can't even begin to fathom there's multiple times that i think to myself just like the the fact that over nine months that you're like completely developing and for your situation not only did you create a single person and then you decide to double up on it literally and figuratively and do the twins you know how what was the how did those pregnancies differ well my first pregnancy i you know everything was pretty good like I really, it was barely like I was even pregnant, honestly. It was, it was like nothing, you know? 
And now with the twins, you know, I was actually going through a very, very stressful time in my life. At that point in time, it was, I was extremely stressed out. I was dealing with a lot. I'm surprised that I even was able to make it through and carry successful twins. Really? Because of the amount of stress that I was under. And, um, I actually didn't even know I was pregnant with twins at first. It was strange because, you know, there's this like fluttery feeling you get in your stomach. I mean, you'll obviously never be able to experience this, but <laughs> some women might be able to relate. There's like this fluttery feeling sometimes that you'll feel in your belly. And and some people have said that when that they would, they, they remember that feeling before they actually found out they were pregnant. And I can remember that feeling both pregnancies before I even knew I was pregnant. It was like this strange you know, like almost sick to the stomach feeling, but like almost as if gravity, like if the floor is falling beneath from beneath your feet for like, oh. like a slight moment, you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, that's the, how, that's when I knew I was pregnant the first time. Um, and then it happened the second time. And I was like, I'm not pregnant. And then I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't worry about it. And then come to find out I was pregnant. And then I didn't find out for the first like two or three months. And then the doctor was like, he was doing my ultrasound and he was like, he was like, well, this baby over here is developing. And I kind of thought it was weird that he said it like that. Cause I was Mm. like, this baby, like, why are you saying it like this baby? Yeah. And uh, so he's like, this baby over here is doing good. And then if we go over here to this baby and I was like, what'd you say? And he was like, he was like, yeah. He was like, you didn't know you were having twins. And I was like, stop playing i was literally like stop playing with me i was like are you serious like i kept saying that to him over yeah. and over I was like, are you serious he was like no i'm dead serious he's like why why would i sit up here and lie to you that'd be a like, terrible joke yeah exactly <laughs> he was like why would i sit up here and lie to you yeah um oh my goodness yeah so uh so so anyway so so yeah, so uh, he said that, and then I was just like overjoyed. I truly was. I was like, wow. It, but it, like I said, it was kind of like a sign from God because it was just like, like I said, I was in the midst of one of the darkest periods of my life. I felt like, you know, and, and it's probably not even that dark to some people, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a bump in the road kind of a thing. But to me, it was one of my darkest moments in life, you know, and I was just dealing, like I said, with a lot emotionally and relationship wise and, you know, just uh, career wise, even like I was very confused and I didn't really know what to do with myself, you know, and like I said, to be going through all that. And then it was like, God gave me this huge blessing still, you know, yeah. and it was just like, man, wow. Like he wants me to know my value. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way I took it at least. Sure. You know? And I was just like, wow, you know, because, you know, it's very rare for people to even have twins, you know, and then let alone, you know, be able to carry them successfully. And like yeah. I said, in the midst of all that I was going through, I was just so blessed to have been able to successfully carry them. And I had some big old babies that were, you know, they were pretty big <laughs> twins. I was like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like they kind Bigger of tore than the back. first one. What'd you say? Bigger than the first one. Actually, no. So for twins, um, 
the uh, an, an average size baby is about what like five pounds or so yeah. five five pounds ish five and a half pounds so um a good size twin you know which is a you know is about six pounds seven pounds you know what i'm saying so that's like a big size that's like a big for like a twin so yeah. my babies were six one and six four and you know some women they have babies just one baby at that at that weight so right. they were pretty big like i remember the last couple of months of that pregnancy i couldn't even lay down straight because it was so much weight on my spinal cord and stuff oh wow yeah so painful yeah. and so even now like my back's a little bit jacked up and i'm pretty sure the twins did it so mm. <laughs> but <laughs> So yeah, so but it, it was it was a it was a like I said like I think it was it was much harder on me the second time around than the first time for sure. Well, I can only imagine. Oh my god, yeah, it yeah. was it was much harder on me that time around. I was like even the postpartum, it was like double everything. It was double the postpartum, double the recovery. Yeah. You know, it was double everything. It was ridiculous. So. <laughs> Are there twins on either side of your family or was this like a total surprise for you and the father? No, I knew twins run in my family pretty strong. So I ah. figured, you know, it was my generation and I'd been talking about it for years and years and years. Like, oh, you know, my mom used to always tell us like, yeah, you're the generation, you know, you guys got the uh -huh. twin gene, you know, so, you know, you could likely have a, a set of twins, you know, and um, it was funny because my cousin um i found out i was pregnant the day after christmas actually and um she on christmas she had told us that she had had a dream that she had a set of twin girls and when she said that i just got so sick to my stomach immediately Ooh. because i was like i'm freaking pregnant because i already kind of had him in the back of my head remember i said i had that feeling yeah, the butterflies and i was like oh god i hope i'm not pregnant and then you know i turned out it i took a test the next day yeah. and i found out i was pregnant wow. then like i said down the line i found out it was twins and um so yeah my my grandmother she had a set of twin brothers she freakishly somehow had a set of twins, but one of them didn't survive mm -hmm. because, you know, the twin gene skips a generation. So since she had twin brothers, technically, I felt like the gene should have been on my mom and them's generation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it slipped them but and it got to you. she still had a set of twins herself as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it technically skipped my mom's generation like normal, but she had a set of twins as well. But it skipped my mom's generation and then the gene is on us. But then also my children's father, he has twins that run in his family, not as strongly and not as closely linked as uh, mine, but he still has the gene on that side as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah so we used to always you know poke fun at that and stuff like oh yeah one day we'll have a set of twins you know and sure enough like i said we we end up having a set of twins i could not believe it and all boys right all boys all, all the kids boys yeah would all you... boys. <laughs> I, I really am like oh my god would you is that is that the end of it are you are you going to try for a girl or is it I mean, I want to try for company. a girl, 
I would try for a girl, but it is very discouraging having three boys already. Yeah. And, you know, because it's like, and they're blessings, you know what I'm saying? And, and I definitely am like, you know, whatever is in God's plan, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I'm not like a huge person that's like huge on like birth control and stuff because I just feel like it really jacks women's body up. So I'm actually not very big on that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, you use protection and stuff, but I'm just saying in general, like whatever's in the plan is going to be in the plan, you know, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not like, I'm trying to right now focus on my career, you know, sure. and like building a strong career first. But I mean, I'm still young, you know, I feel like 35 is definitely my cutoff. If I don't have another kid by 35, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to have any more. And honestly, I kind of like the fact that I've had kids um, at a young age already, you know, because, you know, when I'm 40, you know, they'll be like 17, 18, yeah. you know. Like they'll be grown, you know, I'll be here to still enjoy it and see it. You know what I'm saying? For a long time. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. I get to see my grandkids, you know, and that makes me happy. That's something I've always wanted. I've always wanted a a huge family, you know, and God's given me that. Let me tell you, be careful what you wish for. (laughs) No, I'm serious. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, speaking of which, uh, for people who are considering having kids, what would you tell them? I would say, one, I hope that you've been in a relationship with your partner for more than one year, for sure. Because Mm -hmm. I believe that in order for a relationship to last and for you to know if it's going to last, you should see that person in every single season of life. You know, I really feel like that's very important. Um, well, also we're from Ohio, so, you know, at least a year, that's why I say at least sure. a year ago. Um, but, you know, cause we go through ups and downs, you know, within one year, quite a few as an individual person. So mm-hmm. if you can make it through at least one year together, I really do believe that you can make it through, you know, many more, you know what I'm saying? Also, I don't think it takes more than a year to know if you want to be with somebody for the rest of your life or not. You'll know really a year to six months. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. I mean, cause I mean, there's not too much to know about someone. I mean, you know, if they're honest with you and they're upfront with you, you know, and you enjoy them or you don't, you know, you're going to find out the things you don't like about them. You're going to find out the things you like about them. And that's not hard to tell, you know, whether you can deal with those things or not is an easy decision. You just make it, you know what I mean? But a lot of people don't make that decision and they hold on for years and years and years. And then the argument is something like, you know, I hate that you do this, right? It's like, it's something so, so minor. It's like, but you knew that this person was like this, this whole time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. So I'm learning that because I I waste years and years and years on people sometimes um, because I am the type of person that, you know, I will like, I can fall in love with the potential of someone you know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Truly accepting them for what they are. I, I'm a big believer in change and that, you know, people can change and people can adapt, but it, they have to be willing to change though. That's the thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I would say do that. Know who your partner is, know who you're having children with, you know, know the bloodline even too, because that makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? We don't know where things like autism come from. You know what I'm saying? Not that that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying, 
you know, that was something I didn't in- anticipate. You know what I'm sure. saying? That was something that that's, those are the things that we like, for instance, my twins are have sickle cell trait. So mm-hmm. basically they cannot be with another individual when they go to like have a relationship in the future. They cannot go and be with another person that has sickle cell trait. You feel me? Because they will not be able to have kids. Their right. kids will basically die. Yeah. They'll be born and then they will basically die. Yeah. Okay. So it's just little things like that. You know, you we there are things that are out of our control that we don't always, you know, think about. So no, no, if you know someone has sickle cell trait, no one asks little questions like that. You know, then you're like, oh, we have we're not able to conceive a baby, you know. And it's like, well, yeah, we're kind of working against the grain here, you know. Yeah. And um, there's little things I just, you know, it's like we don't always think about, you know, that I'm like, man, you could really save so many people from heartache, you know, and stuff like that. But I would definitely say I'm all for kids. I love kids. Don't get me wrong. But get all your get all your traveling out the way. Get all your all your inhibitions out the way. You know, everything that you thought, you you know, all your traveling that you wanted to do on your own. Get that out of the way, because children require a lot of attention, a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of time, honestly. And it's a nonstop job. It's not something that you walk away from at a certain time and you're like, oh, I can come pick this back up when I'm ready. It doesn't work like that, you know? Yeah. Sure. You got to be invested. So that's what I would say. If you're a good parent, in which it clearly you are. I mean, there's some people that are much more distant from the children than they have. So um, all these things that you're talking about, that would definitely like continue to travel after having a kid and other related things. So if you're to be all I would put not to like change your response, but like to be a good parent, all these things that you just listed out. Right. That's true. Yes. Right. Exactly. To be a good parent. Yeah. Yes. Which glad you are. And a you present know what? parent, and it doesn't even a have to be present parent. If you want to be a present parent, yeah. yeah, because I see, I see all the time where you know kids, like teenagers, for instance, you know they're like, oh yeah, my mom, you know she, she's dating again, and you know, and she doesn't, you know, like basically, like, like she's always gone, she's always traveling. You know what I'm saying? It's like all mm-hmm. those little things. You know, it's like you really gotta like consider that. You know when. You know, you have kids, you know, and you just don't know how it makes them feel, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Top priority. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, uh, as I said earlier, I like to separate the person from, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Woman. And so uh, I like to imagine at some point you do get some time off from the kids. Uh, maybe or maybe not. I don't know. Let me before I even go any further. Uh, yeah. Do you ever do you have any kind of outlet like a, like a relative or something that you can leave them with, or is is it so, really? Actually, so for me, actually, um, you know, it's mostly just me. You know what I'm saying? Um, Dad, he's not really pre- He's not able to be present right now. Um, eventually, I'm sure he'll be very present. He's a really good father and everything. Um, but and then as far as family goes, you know, my family on my mom's side was super small, like mm-hmm. we're all spread out. And then my dad's complete side of the family doesn't even live in this country, all you right. know, and my dad lives out of the state. So for me, you know, it's interesting because in a way it's like, you know, 
I don't know. I don't have a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? It's just really me. I thank God for my mom. You know, she's truly an angel sent from heaven for me because, um, you know, she's always been super duper supportive. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, she'll do anything for me, you know, and that's all you could really ask for, you know? So, so yeah. And honestly, most of my time is filled with my children um, my weekends are actually work. I actually work mm-hmm. on the weekends. So, and then during the week, I mean, you know, I go to school. So right yeah. now it's pretty jam packed, but in the long term, I probably will have more time, you know, and they're babies yeah. right now. I'm in the rough stage. Sure. Once kids get to like four or five, that's kind of when things start to get a little bit easier, especially with boys. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm do I'm definitely excited that I am a boy mom because it one, it just like makes me feel that much more like of a woman because I have all these boys around me, you know, yeah. and I'm taking oh, yeah. in all these men. And uh, that's kind of fun. And then also, I mean, I love being active. I love sports and stuff like that. So I can't wait to like really be, you know, a good mom, you know, and just like be at the games. Like, hmm. it's like got the know. number on your back, or I'm gonna uh, have like yeah. seven numbers. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> got a phone number on your back. <laughs> I'm gonna have like three. It's gonna be like a group of numbers. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to play their uh, their jersey numbers like like a lottery ticket for the <laughs> every year. Like, uh, I play this number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I um, I salute you, and I'm and I praise you for being able to handle all that stuff. You're sounds like you're doing it on your own. You're going back to school. You're working. You're also raising these these three kids to have their own needs. And especially with Mother's Day coming up, I oh I know I it's the corner. Yeah, Thanks, Alex. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Sincerely, 